Hi, I'm Lauren Young, and I want to welcome you to Discovery Church's podcast. Discovery Church is a community of people who are seeking truth and finding purpose. We welcome you to jump over to our website online and check us out at mydiscoverychurch.ca. With that said, let's jump into this week's message. To be here today, I w- honestly, I could not sleep last night. I was up at 4 o'clock this morning. Shalini was like, you know it's only 4 o'clock. I'm like, I know. And uh, even talking to Eve this morning, and Eve's getting baptized, by the way, uh, today. Uh, come on. Yes, we have, we have five people being baptized today, uh, five that we know of. But if you're here and you're like, man, I've never been baptized, and, and, and I want to follow the command of Jesus, you know what? We don't need a huge baptism course. But if you're here and you're over the age of 18 and you're, or you're here with a a parent and they give you permission. Um, we'd love to baptize you today. If that's the case, if that's one of you, uh, do we need like extra chairs? Because we have like, we can put up hands and stuff. Are we, this, this is a good problem. We're, we're okay? Why don't you give it up for Ed, one of our ushers? He's just been crushing it this morning. Ed and Eve finding spots for people to sit. This is amazing. But, but if you're here and you've never been baptized and you want to get baptized this morning, we have extra shorts and we have extra t-shirts and we have towels. Uh, we don't have extra underwear, but that's okay. You can go commando for a bit. <laughs> it's just at this church. I'm like, not my kind of church. But... Uh, <laughs> But if you're here and you want to make that step this morning, we'd, we'd love to be able to baptize you. you see, you'll see Vern out around the, uh, around the hot tub. We actually have the, the, uh, the tank going by right now as I'm watching, so that's pretty cool. Uh, but we, we would love to baptize you. But if this is your first time, if this is, if this is your very first time stepping into Nellie Carlson School on a Sunday, man, what a treat you have. What a treat. And we thank you so much for taking time to be here today. We honestly set our services up that we believe that this hour— that we get to be together can be the most meaningful, most impactful, most exciting, and most joyful place for the rest of the other week. We believe that this one hour can actually springboard you into the extra 160, other 167 hours that you have in your week. And we believe that, that what happens here, the community that you find, the, the moment that you can worship Jesus, the, the, the handshakes and high fives that you get will give you the strength to not just only get through your next week, but get through the next week with authority. Because we believe that we don't just walk around, we have, we're, we're, disco- we're, we're discovering our purpose, and God is giving us a purpose when we show up here that the other 167 hours can be lived in purpose, and lived in a place where we're helping people find purpose and discover truth and to come to a place that maybe for them Jesus is the way. So if you're here, we want to thank you for being here. This hour will change your life. Wasn't worship great? Come on. Our worship team is just it is amazing. Thank you, thank you team, for, for bringing us excitement, bringing us to a place. Because God is not boring, people. He's not boring. Church should be exciting, and it is exciting. And, and uh, we are stoked. But if you are here for the first time, uh, we'd love to be able to give you a coffee card. To st- t- st- I was going to say Tim Bucks, but it's not Tim Bucks. It's Starbucks. My my little one calls it uh, 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 Mick Hortons. Mick Hortons for McDonald's and Tim Hortons. Can we go to Mick Hortons? I'm like, no, we can't. There's no such thing. I'm going to save my money today. Uh, but you just fill out one of these cards, drop it off at the guest center just outside, and we'd love to just exchange it, uh, some of your information, and say thank you for being here. And this is just a way that we can be praying for you this week, even reach out and see how your week is going, and thank you for taking time to be at Discovery Church. It was five years ago that Sean Lee and I, 
Sean Lee was the lady that spoke with me for the 33 seconds in the middle of the song. If you don't know her, that's my wife. She's beautiful. I married, I married up. I get it. Yeah, she, that's like the biggest hand clap we got all day. She's beautiful. Yeah, she is. Woo! I, I should have been screaming on that one. It's, it's true. She is uh, not only on the outside, but more on the inside. And Discovery Church would not be possible without so much of her extra work uh, of, of working, full, uh, working uh, taking photos with Jen and then coming home and working at night and Saturdays and Sunday evenings. So uh, Sean Lee's in the back. Why don't you give a huge round of applause for Sean Lee? Because she's like, she's like the mom of the house. And uh, she does so much. But it was, it was five years ago that Sean Lee and I took on one of the biggest tasks we have ever taken on. Not only personally, but as a couple and as a family. We bought a rental home. And not just any rental home. A rental home right from 1970s. Yeah, exactly. This person is like, this, this was how it was sold to us. Man, the bones are good. And if anybody's into construction, you get when you say, the bones are good. It's like, well, everything else sucks. Okay? But literally, it was from the 70s. And we know that a lot of weird stuff happened in the 70s and, and a lot of crazy stuff. And if it happened in the 70s, it was in this home. I mean, we had red carpet. We had blue carpet. We had green carpet. We had carpet in our bathrooms. Okay? There was purple carpet in our bathrooms. We had iron railing, sunshine drop down ceiling. If it, like I said, if it happened in the 70s, we had leather wallpaper. <laughs> I guarantee you in like three years' time, people will be starting to put it back in their houses again. We'll be like, why did we do this? So we bought a rental home. And the crazy thing that we did, we actually released, we released our previous home while we were on vacation and we got our stuff shipped to our house and was sitting in a, one of the pod storage containers in our driveway coming back from vacation. We get the keys to our new home and we walk in. And we walk into our green carpet. And in that very moment, what we watched on HGTV and seen Extreme Home Makeover or Fixer Upper, what was such a, it was a huge dream that we, we thought, well, man, if they can do it in an hour, we should be able to do it in a week at least. And we walked in and excitement was like at its, at its max. We walked in with hammers and we'd close our eyes. We stood, stood in the door and we'd close our eyes and we could see this wall being taken out and the kitchen moving from here to here and the green carpet going out. And we figured that our green carpet at home would turn into our dream home like that. And we opened our eyes and we still had our green home and we'd close our eyes and we'd almost smell the, the food baking and cooking. I don't cook, but, but Sean Lee is an amazing cook. And we could smell it and we'd open our eyes and we'd see our, dream, our green home and we'd close them and see our dream home, back to our green home. And then we realized for a moment that we, if we want to actually turn this into a dream home, we got to do some work. So here we started, hammers and sledgehammers, ripping up flooring, ripping up carpet, and down came railings and out went windows and resizing this. And it wasn't very long into our rental project that Shanley and I looked at each other and said, what did we do? Why did we ever start this? Our budget, our budget was dwindling, and we're like, oh, we don't have enough money to finish a flooring. What are we going to do? But to top it all off, our daughter just turned one. Around one, you start to walk, but you're not very good on your feet yet. So Sophia didn't have anywhere to walk around, anywhere to fall down. Dust was flying everywhere. And for a moment, Sean Lee and I were like, 
can we just go back? Can we just send this home back to where it was in the 1970s? Leather wallpaper. Have you ever been there? Had dreams, had aspirations, had something bigger you wanted to, to happen in your life, and you got halfway through it, or you got three, three days in, or you got halfway through the course, or two years into a relationship, and things just didn't seem to be working out the way that you dreamed of. And you've said to yourself, man, why did I ever start? Why did I ever think that it could be different this time? Or of course it's not going to work out because it never works out for me. We've probably always, we've probably, some of us are there in this very moment, but we've probably all been there at some point. And those feelings at times can, can paralyze us and get us living in fear. But those feelings are not something that no one's ever felt before. Actually, we read a story in Exodus 14. And it's a story of the Israelites. And to give you a little crash course about the Israelites, throughout the Bible, the Israelites were, were individuals, were a nation that were called God's chosen people. So God had favor upon the Israelites. But in the time of where we're going to read in a moment, in this time, the Israelites were enslaved to the Egyptians for nearly 400 years. Now, can you imagine God's chosen people, the people that, that God loved more than anybody else on earth at the time, were slaves. They were persecuted. They were put to hard labor. They worked long hours. And God came to a guy by the name of Moses. He was, he was out in, in the wilderness taking care of his sheep and said, Moses, I want you to go to Egypt and I want you to free my people. So that's what Moses does. Through a few different circumstances, Moses gets up, makes a trek back to Egypt. And he goes to Pharaoh and says, Pharaoh, Pharaoh, let my people go. No, uh, have you ever heard that song? Pharaoh, Pharaoh, ooh, baby, let my people. No, okay. See, that's why I'm not up, um, that's why I'm not up here singing. That's why Jackson and Jen, and they got way better moves than, than I do. Uh, but, but. That's what was happening. So Moses was on the way back talking to Pharaoh. And through a, different, a few different circumstances, Pharaoh decides to let the Israelites free. So here's nearly a million people now leaving Egypt on their way to what the Bible talks about, on the way to a promised land. The Bible says that the, that the land that God had prepared for the Israelites was flowing with milk and honey. Other words, it was prosperous. It was easy. The ground was easy to farm in. Their families would, would, would succeed and they wouldn't have hard labor. Life would be easier. There was a, there was a land of blessing and prosperous and, and whatever they wanted was there. So here they are now leaving Egypt on their way to the promised land. If you know the story uh, at all, you, you probably know that they've came up against a few things. But one of the first things that they came up against was this thing called Red Sea. Now, you may have never been to an ocean before or to a sea, but it's pretty big. It's not Sylvan Lake. Sylvan Lake's like a big lake, but, but I could walk around Sylvan Lake if I really wanted to. But here comes the Israelites, and they're walking through the wilderness, and they come against the Red Sea. So they're stuck. And I, if I was an Israelite, I'd be kind of like, well, what's going on now? What, what are we supposed to do? Walk around this gigantic thing? But to make matters worse, Pharaoh had a change of heart. And he started wondering, well, why did I ever let the Israelites go? 
Now I have to cook for myself. Now our people have to, have to make their own buildings. And, and now people have to pay each other. This just doesn't make sense. We're going to go after the Israelites and we're going to bring them back to Egypt to be our slaves again. So at this very same time that, that the Israelites were up against the Red Sea, the Egyptians started pursuing them in chariots, took their armies. And I want to pick up the reading of the story in Exodus 14, verse 11. This is what it says. It'll be up on the screen here. They looked up in panic and they said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Did we say to you in e- didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. The Israelites were on this journey to prosperity, to freedom, to a better land. And the moment that they encounter some pushback, the moment that they encounter some hard times, they start asking questions that we've asked ourselves many a times. Should I just go back? We should just give up on this journey anyway. Why did we ever start? Why, could we, why, why did we even think that we deserve freedom? As I was reading this story, I, I started thinking about how accurate is that for, to our lives? How accurate is this story that we give up way too easy? The moment that adversity comes in our lives, we throw in the towel. Maybe there's an addiction in our life that we're trying to overcome. And the moment that we could give into that addiction after being, being uh, two or three days in, we're like, well, just throw it in. Why, why, do, I even, why do I even deserve freedom anyway? Or maybe you're, you're two years into a new marriage and it's some of the same issues that were happening in this marriage, or your last marriage is happening in this one. You're like, well, why, why, why this time? Of course, it's me. Why should I expect any different? And we just decide to throw in the towel. So we have a generation, we have a culture that says, I know what I want, another song, I want it now. And a few, a few months ago, eight months ago, we talked about a series on appetites and talking about how an appetite screams now, never later. And so many times we as, as individuals say, well, I just want it now. When God says, no, no, I, I, I know what you need. And I want you to trust me. See, the God that we serve was, was powerful enough to free the Israelites and to literally snap his fingers and have them go from Egypt, where they were slaves, over here to Canaan, where they would have complete freedom. He could have done that. And God had this freedom and had this land for them. But he also wanted to teach them something. God didn't just want the Israelites to have the promised land. He wanted them to know that he he will always be their provider. He wanted them to know that he always has a plan. Even in the chaos of life. The plan might not make sense, but he is always in control. 
That even when, even when they came up against the Red Sea and the enemy was biting at their heels, that God still had a plan that, we, that they didn't see, that they didn't understand. And how many of us come up against opposition in our lives and feel like the enemy is coming up behind us and we have no way out and God's saying, just hold on. I got a plan. I got a way out. I got a staff that I'm going to raise over the Red Sea and the sea was going to divide, but you've got to wait and you've got to get up and you've got to get moving. But so many times we're like, oh, well, I'm just going to give up. I'm just going to wave the white flag. Let's continue reading Exodus 14. Moses was against the Red Sea. Egyptians were coming up behind them. The Israelites were saying, well, why didn't we just go back? And this is what he says. But Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Verse 15 says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the people, get this, this is where our title comes from. Tell the people to get up and get moving. Pick up, your st- pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through in the middle of the sea on dry ground. God made a way. I don't know if you've ever seen a sea split apart in your life, but I don't even, and sometimes even when we're walking through and walking through our problems, it is not always seems like the safest place or the most, the, the most comfortest place to be. I don't know if you can put yourself with the Israelites, but it would have made me, um, my heart jump a little bit if I was walking through the Red Sea and there was walls of water on both sides of me. Right? And sometimes in our chaos of life, it might, God's not just going to take it away, but sometimes he's going to bring you straight through it. Because sometimes we need to go through it because we need to understand that God is faithful. We need to understand that God is always the provider and that he is a way even in our chaos. Even in our cancer-filled body and our, uh, our marriage that's wrecking and even in our sons and daughters that are, that, are, that are not serving Jesus at the very moment, he still has a plan, he still has a way, and he's still faithful. And I know one thing that my hindsight, as the song says, my hindsight tells me that I can trust in him. And he's looking for people that's willing to walk through a wilderness for him because there's a promised land today we celebrate discovery church turning one over the last year we've seen our dream team double we've seen seven people get baptized five more getting baptized today we've seen nearly uh, nearly 500 people come to our uh, easter service here and at the rec room which is crazy. And we've, we've seen, we've, we've recorded 67 salvations. And that's 67 people who have now come from death into life. And that is worth celebrating. That is worth celebrating. But I believe that there's even more people that have given their lives to Christ that we, we don't even know about. That a seed has been planted. Here's the thing, we can celebrate the past year, and we are celebrating with baptisms today. We're going to have uh, what we call church and chill, so there's free food after. Stay, hang out with us. Stay, hang out with a friend. Meet a new friend. It's upstairs right after the baptisms. The kids are having a party with pinatas and princesses and superheroes. It is a party, and we can celebrate, and we want to celebrate. But here's the thing. The last year that we've experienced at Discovery Church 
is only the wilderness compared to what God has in store for us. And I'm sure there were times that the Israelites were walking through the wilderness and said, man, this is, this is pretty good. We should, put down, we should put down our camp here. The grass is green and there's, there's nobody persecuting us and there's nobody running after us and there's no Red Sea and there's, there's no armies coming after us. We should just stay here. And how many times do we as individuals, maybe even as a church, say, oh, let's just stay here. Let's just, let's just fill Nellie Carlson for one service. You know what? We have our 200 people or whatever 300 people. That's, that's big enough. There's 300,000 people in our city that don't even know that there's a choice to follow Jesus. And as long as there's schools and as long as there's buildings and as long as there's souls that don't know Jesus, we will keep growing and we will keep moving. We will not stop here. We can't stay here. We can't because God's got a promised land and if we're still breathing on this side of heaven, that promised land is not here yet. And our city are depending on us to bring the gospel to them. Today here, I think there's some of us have never made that decision to follow Jesus before or currently living outside of, of, of his will. And the Bible talks about how living outside of a relationship with Jesus is like being a slave. And in the context of our story today, there are people in this room that are still living in slaves in Egypt. And I believe that today, your journey can start by just making a decision to say, I want to be free. And guess what? Next week, you decide, I'm going to be back a part of Discovery Church. Getting closer to the promised land. We have a value here at Discovery Church that says we value process. No matter where you are in the journey, we welcome you to come along. The map to the promised land is in the process that we walk each and every day. So there's people here today that need to make that decision to start that journey. And in a moment, I'm going to give you the opportunity to do that just by raising a hand. But you know what? There are other people here today that are up against the Red Sea. And there's something in your life that's holding you back. And you're like, how am I going to get through this? How is this ever going to, to, to come to something that gets me to the promised land? You feel like just giving it up. You feel like this is your last chance at church. This is your last chance at your marriage. This is the last chance with your children. This is just my last chance. I'm just giving it up. I'm going and I'm staying in my basement and I'm not coming out ever. And to make it worse, you feel like the enemy is just attacking you and attacking you and attacking you. Can I tell you something? Don't give up. You've got to get up and get moving. It's another step towards the promised land. It's another step. It's another step. And then also we have people here that have maybe been Christians for a long time. And life seems 
normal. Hey, I like coming to Discovery Church. I just come in, I, I sit down at 10 o'clock and I, I leave at, a, at 11 or I go to my church somewhere else and I just, just go in and coast. I don't tell anybody about Jesus. This is comfortable. And we might feel like we're in the promised land. But can I tell you, we're going to talk about it in a couple of weeks, that we got to fight against our comfort because comfort doesn't win anybody for Jesus. God is not calling us to live in our comfort. Today we have a choice. You might be here, you might be visiting because there's baptisms. You might be here because you're, you're wondering if Discovery Church is a place for you. You might be here because you received an invitation from one of our kids and you're like, it's a birthday party. And you come and you're like bringing the gift. It's like, uh, what did I just walk into? I'm really sorry. We didn't mean to trick anybody. Uh, that was not intention. But you know what? You're here and there's a reason that you're here. It's to start a journey. It's to come on along on a journey. Nobody in this place, not myself, not my wife, not Shereen, not Devin, nobody is in the promised land yet. We're all in process. We say that we're all imperfect people in pursuit of a perfect God. And we don't want to leave anybody behind. Being in slavery, it's not worth it. And sometimes slavery is comfortable. I'm sure Pharaoh had Israelites who cooked them food and he was friends with. And it might have been a comfortable life but we're still in slavery and we're still not living the purpose that God's created for us. Today, the thing is, no matter where you're at, God is faithful. That my hindsight tells me that I can trust in him. And last night when I was awake, I just kept coming back. I started seeing pictures of people that were standing at a Red Sea were standing against an issue in their lives and they just felt like throwing it all in can I encourage you this morning in the same way that Moses relayed the message of God it says tell the people to get up and get moving see five years ago Sean Lee and I walked into our green home try to turn into our dream home. And today, five years later, guess what? We still have holes in our baseboards and they're still railing off of our wall. But we no longer have green carpet or red carpet or leather wallpaper or carpet in our bathrooms. We're closer to our dream home. But we're not there yet. But we're getting closer. What if we stopped? What if we unlocked that door and said, keep the for sale sign on the front yard, we're out of here. We would never get to see the transformation in our lives. And so many of us, there's people here that walked in today and said, you know what, I'm just gonna throw it out. I'm never gonna come back. And you will never get to see your life transformed by the power of Jesus Christ if you don't get connected to a local church. If you don't make the decision to come back or you don't make the decision to go to another church, God is wanting us in relationships. 
God is wanting us to be in a place where we're continually moving along in the process. As, as uh, Precious said on the videos, that you have to be a Christian for yourself, but you cannot be a Christian by yourself. And that's why even here at Discovery Church, we've set up discovery groups. And, and Kristen's in the back. We asked her to be in the back because groups are starting this week. And if you're not a part of a community where, where you can, like, to be real and to do life together, I encourage you to see Kristen after, and she'll sign you up for a group a men's group or a women's group or a Bible study group or a hangout group or a coffee group. We, we have a few different ones. Get connected to a church. We're not the only church in the city. We're not. There's many other churches. But we think this is a really good one. If you're not connected at one, maybe the first step in your journey is just to come back next week. Maybe the first step in your journey is to say, I'm not going to leave at 11 o'clock. I'm going to stay. I'm going to go upstairs and have some food with some people. Maybe your first step in your journey is in a moment raising your hand and saying, I want to start a relationship with Jesus Christ. We're all in process. And the roadmap to the promised land is found in the process. And there's no progress without the process. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you so much for Discovery Church, we thank you that you've graced us to be able to turn one today. We are so honored for the relationship that you've given us. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to make that opportunity for somebody to give their lives to Christ today. If you're here and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, you're here and you know that, man, I've, I've, thrown in, I've thrown in the towel with Jesus and I want to start a relationship again. I'm just going to count to three. And when I get to three, just by raising your hand is just symbolizing that, hey, I want to make that step. I want to, I want to get out of freedom. Or I want, to get out of, I want to get out of slavery and I want to start the walk towards the promised land. I want to start my walk to freedom. And the first step that you can take to freedom is giving your life to Jesus Christ. So if that's you today, I'm going to count to three. One, this decision can change your life forever. It will change your life forever. Two, three. Thank you. Anyone else? Just raise it up high so I can see you. God, we just thank you so much for the individuals that put up their hand today. I just, I believe that just even by raising of a hand is a symbolism of welcoming you into your life, or you into their lives. So God, right now, would you come real in their lives? Let them know that, with, that we're in need of a Savior. And that no matter what we go through, you're with us. Would you this morning just give a hand clap and a shout for the, the, that, those individuals that gave their lives to Christ? Come on. In, in, welcome them in. But you, you might be here today, and you might be that individual that says, man, life just sucks right now. I'm up against a Red Sea, and, and I'm, I'm, I might be getting bankrupt or a, a divorce or all these things are going on. But can I ask, t- tell you, as Paul mentioned last week, Take a piece of paper and write down the things that you're thankful for. 
And we're going to close out the service in the same way that we open this service with hindsight. The words, it, it, might be, it, it might feel like hype, but can I tell you what? That, that Discovery Church is not filled with hype. As much as we like high fives, Discovery Church is filled with hope because hope is way louder than hype. Hope is way louder than hype. And, and because hype, hype will stay at that door, but hope will go home with us. And we are so thankful that the hope that we find in Jesus Christ is not just for our future, but is also for our past and is for our present. And what I know is that my hindsight tells me that I can trust in him. Thanks for taking the time to tune into this week's podcast. Feel free to like or share it on social media. Subscribe to the podcast through iTunes to be sure to never miss a recording. If this ministry has impacted your life in any way, we would love to hear about it. Please share your story with us by sending us an email at info at mydiscoverychurch.ca. Have a fantastic week.